Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. We just got back from vacation, and uh, it was uh, a true gift, very restful vacation, and it was perfect timing because uh, the World Cup started. And so I was able to watch a lot of soccer. I normally don't follow professional sports, but uh, I just don't have time for it. But I love the drama of the World Cup. And there's definitely a lot of drama. These athletes from all over the globe coming together who have been preparing for years to perform on the world stage. These athletes, you know, who, uh, who really, not only do they have so much athletic prowess, but they could be in Hollywood, many of them. Right? Their ability to act, the, the entertainment value, the drama is, is incredible. Somebody will get touched on the shoulder, and then they'll fall to the ground and, and roll and roll and roll down the fields, clutching their face in agony. And then if the ref doesn't notice, 10 seconds later, they jump right up and they're in full sprint again. You know, it's just, just remarkable. A ref will give out a yellow card. And, uh, and keep in mind, many of these players and refs, they're speaking different languages, but the hand gestures, the ability to, to try and argue themselves out of, out of the penalty. And note that uh, they rarely take responsibility for their actions, right? I've never seen this happen where a player runs over to the ref and says, excuse me, ref, uh, I deserve a yellow card for that last play back there. <laughs> Please, please award me a yellow card. You know, so there, there are these players who uh, have been preparing their whole lives for this performance. And of course, when they score a goal, there's the grand performance there as well. Now, this is true for all of us, right? We have been preparing, even if we haven't studied theater, we've been preparing our whole lives for the great performance that is before us. We, we try to put on these amazing performances like we've got it all together. We're perfect. Uh, it's not my fault. I've seen this play out uh, amidst my nephews. You know, every time I go to visit, this is, this is a daily occurrence. There'll be some kind of meltdown that's brought before the tribunal of mom and dad. And, uh, and the perpetrator is put on the stand and, and he's there. He's, he's like, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Oscar-winning performance, right? Just amazing. And and we see this carried through life. Teenagers, they put on a great performance to get out of things. Even adults, maybe you've worked with people who they try to deflect the blame. They've been preparing their whole lives for this great performance. Now, speaking of preparing. We're in the season of Advent. We're, we're in this series called The Coming Down. We're preparing for something, or rather someone very important who is coming, right? Well, in addition to the jolly old St. Nick, we are preparing for the coming dawn of Christ, who's going to break into our world, bringing light and hope and purpose, meaning who, who is coming to establish this kingdom right here and in our very hearts. And we know that the best things in this life are worth waiting for. The best things in this life require great preparation for. And that's what we're doing. And I'm sure in your homes, you know, you're cleaning and decorating and cooking and baking and doing all that, all that good stuff. All those things that I'm not any good at. Uh, but I'm told they're important. You're, you're supposed to do them, right? But I want to suggest today that the primary way 
that we can prepare par excellence in addition to all of those things for the coming dawn is through repentance. Now, you think about these soccer players, they've been preparing their whole lives for the performance, but what about preparing through repentance? And you might be like, whoa, that just took a turn. We went from talking about Santa to talking about sin and repenting of sin, turning away from sin, turning back to God. Uh, Well, this isn't my idea. Every time we come around to the season of Advent, we hear about this one character, John the Baptist. And he appears in our readings today. He's dressed like Elijah, one of the Old Testament prophets. He quotes Isaiah, another Old Testament prophet. And here he is with this same prophetic message that's been, that's been, communicated down through the ages for hundreds of years that God loves his people, he's got a rescue plan for his people, and it involves sending the Messiah. But the difference with, with, sorry, with John the Baptist is that his message is imminent. It's, urgent. it's not just something that's going to happen hundreds of years from now. It's, it's coming. John the Baptist is like the pregame show before the World Cup final. Like, this is it. This is the main event that's about to happen. And he's saying, basically, the dawn is coming. The Savior is coming. Jesus is coming. The time now is to prepare. And so how do we prepare? Repent. His first word, repent. For the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven has come near. And I think that uh, I would break this down, this word of repentance, turning away from sin, uh, into two main things. One is first to examine your heart, to really look deep within, to take the time and be honest about what are the ways that I've offended God, that I've, that I've hurt others, to look inwards, and then to confess those sins. And I found it really interesting, actually, that John the Baptist, he, um, very, the He's there in the Jordan. He's, he's baptizing people in the water, immersing them, which is not exactly the same as our, our modern sacrament of baptism. But he's washing away sins. And listen to this. It says, And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. So part of the whole thing is people are queuing up in line. They're examining their hearts. And then he's getting them to speak their sins out loud. He's actually trying to normalize this behavior of confessing sins. Now, the great thing is, this is for everyone, right? Well, not exactly. (laughs) Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they show up. And uh, I just picture the scene, like, they get in line, and uh, they get to the front of the line, and and John's kind of like looking at them sideways, and, and they're like, okay, my turn to get baptized or whatever these religious elites, and, uh, and John's like, okay, well, go ahead. You can confess your sins. And I can just imagine, they're like, well, I don't have any sins. I'm a Pharisee. You know, I, I'm perfect. I, I follow the law perfectly. I've been preparing my whole life for this great performance where, you know, I, I have it all together. I, I'm, I'm perfect. And John his response was basically, get lost, you bunch of snakes. Like, you guys, you're so full of pride, you don't even see it. You're so full of yourselves. There's no room for you in the kingdom. 
In fact, you know, maybe this whole performance of, of being perfect and perfectly showing that you're avoiding sin, whatever, maybe that would have worked in some kind of previous religious era, but not now, not in the kingdom that is coming right now, this kingdom that Christ is coming to establish. It's not about people who have it all together, who are perfect. This is a kingdom for forgiven sinners. I don't know if you realize this, but the only people in heaven are forgiven sinners. People like you and me who have repented and been forgiven by Jesus. The only people to whom the kingdom of God has come within, who Jesus can dwell and wants to dwell in our hearts, is with people who are forgiven sinners, which to me makes this kingdom so attractive. It's not about putting on some kind of performance. It's about preparing through repentance. And in the Catholic Church, the best way, the most concrete way that we can do this is through the sacraments of reconciliation. This great gift uh, that maybe for some is normal, maybe for others it's, it's a bit more uncomfortable. Personally, I try to go to confession at least once a month or so. Uh, but the church asks that we, we all try to go at least once a year. And Advent, Lent, these are great seasons to be able to, to come before God, examine our hearts honestly, and, and confess our sins. But the question is, why is this so hard for us? And even for me, to this day, I find it challenging at times to, to go to confession. I think the main obstacle is pride. Our pride, kind of like what was in the hearts of the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And this takes different forms. Personally, I went to confession just last week. And, uh, and the problem when you're a priest is you can't forgive yourself, right? You can't like kind of absolve yourself of, of all your sins. You have to go to another priest. And again, the, the big issue there is that you pretty much know all the other priests. So you can't be anonymous, right? And so there I am, you know, struggling with still those feelings of shame and fear. What is he going to think of me if I say this thing? That's pride, right? That's vanity. That's, that's one form of it. Or another form of pride is that whole comparison trap. If I had a nickel for every time somebody started their confession by saying, well, Father, you know, I haven't murdered anybody. It's like... Congratulations. <laughs> I feel much more relieved now. So we're in this small enclosed space together. But it's like, it's like, what is that? That's pride, right? It's this, it's this, I'm comparing myself to other, I'm not as bad as those other people at least, right? And what's important is not my relative standard, but it's God's standard. And how I have hurt him, I have hurt others, I have missed the mark. And sometimes we need to beg the Holy Spirit, show me, shine a light on my heart so I can see what I've done, so I can confess. Now pride, I think it's an obstacle for so many of us all over the spectrum. I've experienced this with uh, first reconciliation. We've got some coming up in a few weeks. These little kids are so cute. Uh, they're, often they're so nervous you know, get in, get in the confessional, and it's like, well, what do you want to confess to Jesus? And, and it's like, they freeze. 
right? So there's this staring contest, legs swinging, and finally I'll, I'll usually ask, like, so maybe I can ask you a question. Like, have you disobeyed your parents? And then there's this incredible, again, Oscar-winning performance, like, hmm, and they start rubbing their chin. <laughs> Let me think about that for a minute, you know? And they're like, oh yeah, there was this one time. And then they go on to tell this huge story why it, why it wasn't even their fault anyways, you know? <laughs> I've also experienced this. I've been in to visit people on their deathbed. And, uh, and it's amazing to me. I, if they're able to communicate, I'll often say, hey, would you, would you like to go to confession? And, uh, and to my surprise, often they'll say, actually, Father, I think I'm good which shocks me. Because, again, it's so subtle, this pride that's in, it's like you're about to go meet your maker. Do whatever you can to prepare your heart before going before him. Repent. Take advantage of this opportunity. And I just want to call all of us to, to overcome our pride, to humble ourselves, and to go to confession this Advent. I'm talking about this because this coming Tuesday, Wednesday, we have an opportunity to go. And the great gift is if you're one of those people who likes to be anonymous, don't worry, we're bringing in all kinds of guest priests. I get it, right? Father Alex is pretty intimidating. This, this one time I went to him for a confession, and he was like, for your penance, I want you to do 500 push-ups. And he's like, no, no, I'm just kidding. You can do 200. I really want to ask you to take advantage of this, this great opportunity to confess our sins, and, and uh, even if it's been a long time, to just take that step. And if you're here, if you're not Catholic, you can still come. Just tell the priest you're not Catholic, and, and you'll have a chance to confess your sins, and he'll pray with you. Pray for God to forgive you. Every saint is a forgiven sinner. Every single one in the kingdom is a forgiven sinner. Now, while I was on vacation, I, I did a lot of reading. I actually read three books, which is pretty impressive. I've read three books this year. And uh, one of them was by my second favorite comedian, Michael Jr. He's a Christian comedian. And, and uh, of course, my favorite Christian comedian is Father Alex Kaladi. <laughs> about a month ago, just a quick aside, about a month ago, one of our young parishioners I think he's about 10 or so. Felix comes up to Father Alex after Mass and he says, Father Alex, you've inspired me to write a book. Oh yeah, what's it about? It's about a priest who's a part-time comedian. <laughs> <laughs> to which Father Alex responded, my dream is to be a comedian who's a part-time priest. Anyway, so Michael Jr., he writes this book, Funny How Life Works, and it's kind of like his autobiography, and, and one of the great premises is, is that he says, you know what, every joke has a setup and a punchline, but our lives are this whole preparation, this setup for the punchline that God wants to write. And uh, he's sharing different stories, of n not all of them are funny, uh, experiences where he, he was on the receiving end of racism growing up in western Michigan, uh, being a black man at the wrong place at the wrong time. 
And, uh, and so he's sharing all this kind of thing and, and how he encountered Jesus through a series of events. And, and he got to meet all kinds of incredible people, you know, comedians like Michael Richards, who you might know uh, better as Kramer, right? He, he'd encountered him through his, his travels, Kramer from Seinfeld. And anyways, uh, you, you might remember this story, 2006, Michael Richards is actually doing a show and he's being heckled on stage and, uh, and he loses it and he goes off on this racist rant, which, which was so serious and shocking. It actually was basically the end of his career. I don't think he's ever recovered since. And you know how it can be so hard to own up to our mistakes sometimes? Well, I think this was a, this was a real wake-up call for him, and, and he was examining his heart and got to the point where he knew he had to, I don't, he had to say sorry, whether confessing his sins, but certainly make an apology. And, and they were getting ready for this press conference and stuff, and it just so happened that Michael Jr., who had encountered him a couple years before that, saw the news, saw all that was going on, and who had been on the receiving end of racism himself, was in this, this moment of, of inner turmoil, he picks up the phone and he calls his friend. And he, he didn't get through, he leaves this voicemail and he just says, look, I know what it's like to be on stage, to be heckled, and I just want to say, I forgive you. And he's watching the news and this is literally minutes, moments before Kramer is about to walk onto stage before this press conference, he calls Michael Jr. back, and he says, you have no idea how much that means to me. You see, we live in this world, they call it the cancel culture, where in the world, everything is permitted. Do whatever you want, but there's some things that can't be forgiven. And yet, for our God, he says, yeah, some things can't be permitted. There's some things that are not okay, that are not appropriate. And yet, everything can be forgiven. There's nothing that is outside of the mercy of God. And here's this guy, Michael Richards, in this moment where the whole world was against him because of a a grave mistake he had made. And yet he had one person who forgave him. And it was actually... It was actually, he was the one who took the initiative. And I just see that as an an analogy to what Jesus is doing for us. Jesus is the one picking up the phone, taking the initiative. He's proactive. He's, He's pouring out forgiveness on us. And all we have to do is repent to receive the forgiveness. The dawn is coming. Jesus is coming. So let's do our utmost to prepare through repentance, overcome our pride, examine our hearts honestly, and confess our sins to the God who forgives. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.